I'm Greg, and you're listening to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. We're here for another one, Polly. All right, Greg, I'm ready. Who we got today? Today, we are having Elizabeth McGann from Girls on the Run, Rhode Island. Oh, I've heard of Girls on the Run. I think I know what they're about, but um, probably don't know everything. Well, I have not heard of Girls on the Run. I um, came across this again and um, at a different, uh, no, again, at the student wellness, I came across. The healthy the, breakfast? Right. Healthy but, breakfast for, yeah. And it was, you know, I briefly read about them and um, was like, wow, learned, love to learn more. And finally, we uh, coordinated schedules to get, get them on. So pretty Terrific. excited to hear about it. Terrific. Maybe she'll get us out and running. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Many have tried. <laughs> Many have tried. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the the, the one that I need to <laughs> to get me off, off the couch because no app. <laughs> I've got doctor's notes. I got everything. Greg on the run. <laughs> That's what it should be. Greg on the run. I I need some kind of inspiration. So, <laughs> so we'll see if Elizabeth can help me uh, get off the couch and out there running. All right. <laughs> So without further ado, <laughs> today joining us on Totally Preventable, we have the program manager of Girls on the Run Rhode Island, Elizabeth McGann. How are you today, Elizabeth? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show today. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We can't wait to hear about all the great things going on. Uh, to, to start off, can you tell us what is Girls on the Run? Uh, I'd love to tell you what we are. So Girls in the Run is a nonprofit after-school provider with programming that is really designed to inspire girls to be joyful, to be healthy and confident. Uh, we have trained coaches that are really the key to delivering the, the fun experience-based curriculum that we offer. And it's so unique in that it does creatively integrate running into the program. At Girls in the Run, we recognize that confidence, connection, competence, um, uh, good character and care for community, all are really important to develop in youth. And so this is what we refer to as the five C's. And they're really at the forefront of all that Girls in the Run um, curriculum uh, has. And this has really been since the organization was founded in 1996. So we've had a lot of time to, to build this up and strengthen it. It is unique in that all the lessons are research-based and the practices are designed to enhance both the girls' social, emotional, and their physical skills. So each practice has a theme, a similar routine, and this really helps instill the skills. The opening activities that always start every lesson, they help the girls learn about an important developmental skill. It might be something like empathy, teamwork, um, being a good friend, putting it into gossip, recognizing, managing emotions, even things like making healthy choices and intentional decisions, and really just so much more. Um, and so this getting on board time, it's then uh, proceeded into our strength and stretching time to get the girls ready for the movement and eventually the running that goes into the, the lesson. And then I especially love, and I think it's some of the favorite part of our coaches and our girls as well, that every lesson concludes with a processing of feelings, time of sharing, emphasizing things that have been learned, and then the all-important positive energy award. And an energy award, it's really just a fun cheer, a chant that the girls pick out. They pick out one or two girls to recognize that day. These are girls that have, you know, maybe met a new goal or done something that was really helpful or just showed something really kind about them. And it's recognized in this fun chant and cheer. So every practice ends on a really positive high note for everybody involved. Um, and then every season accumulates <laughs> in a um, celebratory, non-competitive 5K event. This is really giving participants in a, a really tangible framework for setting goals and achieving them. So we start day one with the girls. They're setting goals on how many, it usually starts with like how many laps they can run or how many minutes they can run. We, it's individual for each girl, and this is all building up throughout the season. And then the 5K really says, look, you did this because you set these small goals, you had encouragement and support, and look, you have now crossed the finish line and completed maybe your first 5K, or for some of them, maybe it's, you know, um, they've done it before, but it really does just seem it like, look what you have accomplished with support and goal setting, which is just so important for, you know, that's a skill you can use throughout life. Yes. Um, 
And, um, you know, and the 5K is also great because there's, it's just colorful. There's lots of cheering and going on. And in fact, our 5K for our fall season is this Sunday. So we're really looking forward to this fun, amazing event coming up here. All right. And I, I will just touch on a little bit more um, because Girls in the Run, you know, we, we are this after school program, but we're also really becoming a leader in community collaboration. Um, and we are intentionally working on ways to really be effectively present and meeting the needs of all of Rhode Island. And we also county mass. So in everything we do, we really recognize our power as an organization and not only our power, but our responsibility to youth. <coughs> excuse me, to take things that are totally preventable, like self-loathing, like loneliness, like bullying, like lack of mentorship. We want to take that out of the equation. And we strive to have a positive impact on our individuals that they can then trickle down into the school communities, their neighborhoods, their homes, and hopefully beyond. Does Girls on the Run have a vision? Yes. Yeah, so we have actually a pretty clear set vision. So both the, the international and our council's vision is to be a part of really creating a world and where every girl, and we really stress that word, that every girl knows and activates her limitless potential and is free to really boldly pursue her dreams. And this is really done throughout the support of caring coaches and a supportive community. Um, we also really strive to be a part of helping our youth embrace differences and finding strength in our connectedness. How did you get to become involved with, uh, with Girls on the Run? Yeah, I love telling this story. So um, I first became involved in Girls on the Run as what's called a running buddy. And this was back in 2014 and 2015. Um, and a running buddy is another unique aspect of our 5K race. This is a person whom uh, Girls on the Run girl asks to be a part of her during the race part. So they're there to motivate her, encourage her, simply be there to make sure she's having fun and is safe throughout the race part. They're involved before, during, and after. Um, and so I got to to be a running buddy for for um, a colleague's daughter and just absolutely fell in love with the the value of the program for for girls. And um, so when I moved to Rhode Island a year ago, I was thrilled to find an opportunity to get involved in Girls in the Run from a programmatic standpoint. Um, I can say I'm one of the lucky people that can say I love my job. My colleagues are fantastic. And, and most importantly, I, I just so enjoy our community of coaches and teams and getting to to know so much more of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. From what I'm hearing, we we need to adapt a lot of these around here. Like we need to have the chant. That stands beside me and motivates me throughout the whole thing. Take your hands like this and say, you are fantastic. All right. I'm just going to walk up to you, Greg. Thank you. We're going to steal a whole bunch of your ideas and bring them to our workplace. It is. It's so adaptable. It's that's so often we hear that you know the girls get a lot, but our coaches get a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> our staff, we get a lot. <laughs> that's cool. That's very cool. Um, could you tell us about the Council of Girls on the Run International and how? Yeah, definitely. So it's really neat. Girls on the Run is an international organization. It does have over 175 councils in the United States and a few in Canada as well. And in fact, they serve, and I, I'm pretty certain this is all close to accurate, is around 200,000 girls annually. And that wow. number is growing. Um, our council has the privilege of serving all of Rhode Island and Bristol County, Mass. Our council was formed um, 10 years ago, so in 2012. So we are finishing up our 10-year anniversary season. Um, as a council, we are um, in charge of training our volunteer coaches at each site, helping them deliver the curriculum. We provide all the supplies and the financial assistance needed. Um, and so there's a lot of grant writing that goes, that's involved and, and donation seeking that's involved with really creating a robust council. Um, and then throughout the season, we visit our sites. We're really the ones providing the hands-on support for, for our coaches, our families, getting the participants engaged, making sure that everything is progressing effectively. Um, and then Girls on the Run International really does a fantastic job of training our council staff and providing supply management systems, regular training webinars, training modules as um, frequently, I mean, on a monthly basis where we're engaged in, in conversations and learning new things about how to um, really successfully 
implement the program and how to expand the program, how to make sure we are being mindful about IDEA concepts and really starting to be active about getting involved in in, uh, in more diverse communities with, with coaches that really mirror the communities. So the, the international side of it, you know, it's not a one and done. It's not like they help the site get started or the council get started and then leave us. We're, we're constantly talking with each other. Um, and then there's a lot of intercouncil communication as well. We learn a lot from each other. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so I'll be honest, I don't know the exact process of like how a council forms from the ground up, but I knew the, I do know that really arises from dedicated individuals, usually, you know, some women who are familiar with the program, have a lot of support, then they work with the headquarters staff to learn about the foundational aspects of the programming. Um, and then after that, it's really a grassroots of effort to spread the program, recruit volunteers, um, retain engagement, and just grow in, in the various ways we have outreach. Can you tell us what you mean by IDEA concepts? Yeah, so we, um, so really our inclusion, diversity, and um, and equity aspects of our programming, um, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's it's actually been a part of of the program since its inception. Realizing that you know we don't want to just pick and choose who we're serving um, in our in our council areas. We want to serve everybody to the best of our abilities, and that means we're going to have to handle different communicate communities in different ways. Um, and so a lot of that comes with you know you have to be educated. You have to be um, able to. Um, be open-minded and you know asking the right questions um you know seeking people to to be a good voice within within our organization so we do do a lot of um one-on-one -on -one conversations we're starting to build up some focus groups really on you know are we truly um like i say a, a, an equitable a diverse and inclusive uh, nonprofit program awesome uh, what's the the target audience or what's the 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 target um participant for girls on the run yeah so um girls on the run it's it's open to elementary and middle school age girls of all abilities and i really do like to stress that it really is um all abilities because we do train our coaches on proper ways to adapt lessons and their environments in which they are um and it's also important that when i say the word girl which at girls on the run we say a lot we are referring to anyone who identifies as a girl, including youth who identify as non-binary and gender non-conforming. Okay. Um, and so that's really the, the audience that we engage with. We also engage you know, with coaches um, ages 18 and above, both male and female. And I'll talk a little bit more too about our, um, our junior coach program, which engages um, high school age youth. Awesome. So I hear that Girls on the Run was named one of the most influential after-school programs um, in health and wellness. Can you tell us about that honor? Yeah, definitely. So thank you for recognizing this honor. Um, yeah, so studies show that girls' self-confidence begins to drop as early as age nine, uh, which can be a little bit shocking. Wow. Um, physical activity levels start declining around the age of 10, and they actually continue to decrease throughout adolescence. And this is becoming more and more. And 50%, um, roughly 50% of girls ages 10 to 13 start to experience bullying, such as name calling or exclusion. And this is really happening at a time when peer relationships are becoming so central to, to girls and, and finding their identity. So again, these are things that are totally preventable. And therefore, there really is a clear and compelling need for healthy social, emotional, and physical activity-based program. So in fact, um, that's where Girls in the Run really feels like we come in because we um, are the only national physical and activity-based positive youth development program for girls that does have the evidence to show that our program has an impact. So uh, data collection is an important part of every season. It's done on both a council level as well as an international level. And so we do know that this program is effective and in areas in which we're not seen to be effective, we're constantly making positive changes. Um, and so I do know um, an independent study done a few years ago found that 97% of participants learned critical life skills 
And these can range anywhere from like managing emotions, um, making those intentional decisions, how to really find gratitude and express gratitude, standing up for oneself and standing up for others. Um, and most importantly, uh, I think to me, most importantly, the study found that they continue to use these skills at home, at school, and with their friends as they're really navigating the world. And it helps them to navigate it more confidently and successfully. Um, and, you know, the program's unique 5K aspect to it has really been found to support um, strategic goal setting, that really thoughtful process of that. And, um, you know, if we think about how important goal setting is to just being a good life skill to have your whole life, to start it young and, and really ingrain it is, is can be really helpful as well. So, you know, I certainly think, you know, part of this honor comes from um, our kind coaches, the really intentional activities that are well-prepared in the curriculum. Um, and then just the way that the program really takes small steps, gets the girls on the path to success. And one of the things you'll hear a lot at Girls of the Run, especially at this time of year around all of our 5Ks, is that we like to say the finish line is actually just the beginning because finishing our program and a 5K then leads to infinite possibilities later on down the road. Um, and so I think that's, a, you know, just having this, this type of programming, which embraces the whole body and then finds creative ways to also bring in activity and teamwork that support from a caring adult really is what makes this honor possible for, for our organization. And, and I, you know, it, it has an impact on the girls, but I think it's really important to also mention that it has an impact on our coaches too. In fact, just last week I was having a conversation with a coach and she said, you know, Girls on the Run has been such a good mix. And I expected this, she said. I expected it to be a great mix of the listening, learning, talking, and moving. But I didn't realize how much I would just enjoy being outside, watching my girls grow, and realizing how extremely inspiring and healthy it is for me, too, to be where I'm at. And we just love to hear that our coaches get a lot of benefit as well. They are dedicating their time and talents to the girls for free. Um, which is just uh, just amazing how wonderful these hearts are of these men and women. Um, and then, you know, we also hear great stories from our families too. Uh, yesterday I was with talking with a parent while we were writing, emailing each other. And and she was just letting me know that, um, and this was actually her, her exact quote. I wrote it down. I, I just, I want to remember it. But she said, if we could have the benefit of this type of non-competitive team activity and mentoring program regularly, I could only imagine how it would have a ripple effect throughout my daughter's school community. Wow. And so, and this is coming from a mother who, who has a daughter that has some um, just physical challenges. So for her to be in a physical activity program and thriving, I mean, that just speaks volumes, I think, to any program to be able to offer that. So yes, I can definitely proclaim with confidence that Girls in the Run is an influential after-school program um, in health and wellness and for all that are involved, the participants, the coaches and the families. I had no idea that girls' self-confidence was already coming into question at nine. Like, yeah. I feel like that's crazy young. Yes. You're still like a little kid. You're, you're still, you shouldn't have those worries. My daughter you shouldn't started. have those worries at any time. But... <laughs> I'm nervous already. Jeez. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. No, I have, I have um, six-year-old twin girls. And so, hearing facts like that it, it it is it opens you up to a world that you're I do I do feel I'm, am I ready to to handle this to be able to be that support and so that's another part where you can say you know there's other people out there it does take a village and as a mom I don't have to do it all myself there are programs like girls in the run that are helping bring this into their lives where they're at which is at school and with their friends and and to know that they're doing this together. They're not learning it just in their own household. They're learning it on a team. They can share it with each other. And, and I think that really goes back to that mom saying, you know, this stuff does trickle down. It starts in the team and then it trickles out into it. You know, and if you're getting girls who are learning things about building confidence, self-awareness, how to be a good friend, um, you know, how to positively end things like gossip um, before they become harmful, um, you know, if you're teaching them now, what we're learning as early as eight, nine years old, 
And then when they do start getting older and these things start even becoming more of a potential problem, they have the skill set. They have the tools that they need to, to hopefully prevent them or at least tamper them. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is... <laughs> That's too young. Yeah, too young. it wow. is. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, what other programs or what are the programs that Girls on the Run offer? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm glad you asked this because um, we do offer a program that is called Girls on the Run. This is for our third and fifth grade group. And then we also have a program that's called Heart and Soul. And this is the program that's for our sixth, um, sixth through eighth graders, so our middle schoolers. Um, with these are both offered in our fall and our spring program. And both are empowerment and community impact programs, but they're just tailored to different developmental stages. So the curriculums are more age appropriate and the activities that they do and the level of activity that they that they engage in is just different in the Girls in the Run versus the Heart and Soul program. And so we do train our coaches based on the curriculum that they're going to be delivering. Um, and our council is also excited that we're going to be getting, um, we started with a pilot um, last summer, and we're going to start growing it in the coming months, um, but as a camp goater, and we'll talk about that some more, I think, um, but it's really, um, you know, it's it's what it is, it's girls in the run, but camp style, so, awesome. <laughs> and that's in the summer. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the culture around girls on the run? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Girls on the Run, I would say, you know, really at all levels is dedicated to really creating a culture where everyone feels included, heard, you know, embraced. Um, and and I think it has that sense of they're being challenged, but in a supportive way. And so again, that really comes down from our from our international headquarters to our staff, to the way we handle our, our individual teams and our communities, and then of course the girls. Um, we really all do believe in the limitless potential of each girl we serve. And so we really focus more on strengths and abilities of our of our participants rather than on risks or mastery. Um, and our programming also really focuses, and, I, and I've said this before, but it is important to stress that we really focus on the health of the whole body. So the physical activities, you know, helping focus on the muscle and just the, the physical growth and and um of girls but we also really focus on the mind and and building in those proper mindsets positive mindsets and then on emotions um so like i said we are a whole body um um culture as well um and then i'd say you know we also um really focus on being both affordable and comfortable for all um, so Girls in the Run, Rhode Island, we really foster an inclusive environment. We offer a lot of opportunities for girls to participate, participate, and this is really regardless of financial situation, and we do this through scholarships. We do not want any girl to not be able to be a part of our program because they cannot afford it. So we, uh, we offer scholarships based on household income, and we also offer full scholarship if needed. Um, and so we really work with our, our sites to make sure that this is, this is, um, properly communicated. We work with individual families um, um, to make sure that um, not only from a financial standpoint, but if they're if they need running shoes, if they need active wear, um, we can provide these at no charge. Yeah. Um, our staff is also really intentional about the way we select and train our coaches, how we really develop relationships that involve the the mentorship part of it because that is an important part of what these coaches are. They're not just coaches teaching a skill. They're also mentors. They're, we train them how to build positive relationships with the girls, how to help the girls build relationships within each other. And then um, we do have mentoring coaches where, that work directly with um, our junior coaches if they're on the team. So there is also that, that uh, mentorship part that we like to build into our culture. Um, um, I think some our current staff, we are really interested in collaborating in some more unique ways as well so that we get to better understand our community and get our face known in the community. So we're starting to do a lot more um, um, community events, whether it just be being a part of, of a, um, you know, uh, it could be like a community activity that's going on that has vendors and, and just tables that are sharing information. We just go, we're there. If people want to learn about it, we're there excited to talk to them, but we're also excited to learn about what other people are doing in the community as well. And that helps us know where we fit. Um, and 
under the amazing leadership, we, our current executive director, her name is Kasha Hamflick. She um, is really dedicated our organization to expanding our outreach into communities in which after school programming can be limiting, can be limited, um, and is really leading us to work hard to figure out ways to remove any barriers that could either hinder full implementation. Um, and really making sure that our valuable, we know is a valuable after-school program is available truly to all. Um, and these things are really, uh, they're, they're bolstered by myself as the program manager. We were really talented um, community engagement manager that's new to our team. Her name is Maggie McKinnon. She's doing a great job getting us more out there in the community. Um, and we have a really talented and active board as well. So all these things really help to kid, you know, foster this, this culture that we, we are developing and, and then just all continuing to believe in that limitless potential, not only of our, our girls, but ourselves. Um, so yeah, I think all in all, a great way to wrap it up is just to say, you know, we, we have a positive, uh, forward thinking culture in our council and our actions are, it's neat. Our actions in our council are really well recognized by our regional and international colleagues as well. That is great. I like the aspect of including everyone. The mm -hmm. inclusion is great and not holding back because someone may be in here that they don't have the right um, apparel or, or the shoes to do it. So that is great. Yeah. Um, can you please tell us about the camp? Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. So I'm excited. Camp Go is something um, that I started to introduce into our council last summer. Um, and it really does, like I said, it combines the best of Girls in the Red programming with the fun of camp. So at Camp Goder, it's a, it's a week long, and it can either be an all-day camp or a half-day camp. We base that um, on, on the site and what they like to do. Um, and the girls during Camp Goder, they really enjoy building friendships in a playful, inclusive setting. It really includes a lot of interactive um, lessons, games that they play. But then they also do a lot of things using arts and crafts to express different feelings, um, emotions. Um, they use storytelling to, to start kind of understanding some of these skills that we're building in them. Um, and then there, we also continue to include that um, community outreach in unique ways. And so I know last year at our camp, we, we had them working in a community garden. They did some work with um, a service animal and learning about service dogs and the impact they can have. Um, and then one of the projects they created was um, um, comforting cards that they could give to that they did give to kids in the hospital so just to bring some more joy so the the community impact um part of that that is a part of our girls in the run and our heart and soul program we love to bring it into our camp goder as well even though it's just a week because it truly shows that that girls no matter your age you are able to um have an impact in your community and there's just there's so many creative ways it's amazing how creative the girls get with their creative or uh, their community impact project. Um, and then uh, we are actually expanding um, our, our program. So one of the ways we're doing this is starting to um, have communication with the Girl Scouts so that we can bring Camp Goder to um, spring break time. So that's in, in discussion and in the works. Um, and we have some preliminary plans to bring Camp Goder back to the Gordon School where we were last summer, as well as uh, the Lincoln School in Providence. And then the thing we're most excited about is starting um, working with some amazing community partners in New Bedford and the Fall River. And so we're going to be bringing Camp Goder to multiple locations there. And this is all going to be grant supported. So we're going to be able to provide it for free, which is That's awesome. Do you have any Girls on the Run programs in Newport County? We do. So we, um, this past season, we had um, our Pell Elementary School mm -hmm. is, it is one of our amazing teams. So we'll see them this Sunday for our 5K race. Um, in the past, um, we've had Pell in the past. Uh, St. Michael's has been a team down there before. We have a, a Portsmouth community site. Uh, so I know it's a little outside of the region, but um, Penfield um, has been a regular team yeah. for us. Um, and it's one of the target areas that we are working on expanding. So we have a lot of um, feelers out there for getting more teams involved in Newport this spring season. I wonder if you had a connection to a great coalition in Newport County. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm building a great connection. <laughs> um, also an interesting connection is I have a daughter who runs um, in college. And when she did her senior project in high school, um, she did like a youth uh, track meet. 
and yeah. donated the proceeds to Girls on the Run and another organization. I can't think of the other one, but so. Wow. I, I believe her coach, um, one of her coaches was, wow. um, did some work with Girls on the Run. I think that's how okay. she got the connection, but um, she was very excited to hear that we would be interviewing you today. It <laughs> <laughs> was wonderful. Um, I mean, and that's, and that's really how a lot of our connections are made. They're through, you know, I have my Girls on the Run shirt on right now. I wear it everywhere I go. I start up conversations in the grocery store. I start up conversations, you know, um, out in the community. And a lot of the word is spread through through our coaches, getting us connected with people um, through um, and and former go to girls who were go to girls who are now growing up, get involved and stay involved in different ways. So um, because it does take us really getting at the site, knowing the right person to talk to is we do need, if, if we're at a um, a school, we do need approval, obviously, from, from the administration. They need to buy into the need for the program um, and need to support giving us the space. Um, and a lot of times teachers are one of um, our largest uh, cohort of coaches. So um, that's it. It is important to have the right contacts. And then a lot of our community sites really come from people who have either heard about us or see us in an event, want to learn more, they have a passion. A lot of times um, they have daughters who are, are wanting to get involved. They they think that this program is great because it's not just about the activity, but it's also about the social emotional development. Um, and so we have moms and dads who get teams, community teams started as well. So like I said, it, it's grassroots. It takes, it takes a, a village for sure. It does. And one thing I like about running, even though we are a very competitive family. I do need to put that out there. Is that you are always competing against yourself? There's that aspect too. Besides, you know, the everyone else um, cross country yeah. and other that you're always just trying to do a little bit better than you did before. Right. And and I, I agree. I I uh, became a runner in high school with cross country, and it really was the first time. And I'd done other sports, but it was the first time that I found that I was able to, you know, I knew I had the support of my team and my coaches, um, but I I knew that I started to build up that internal sense that I could support myself. And it really made a difference for other, you know, other areas. When I went into college, I knew I could support myself in getting through classes. And it it, it was an important builder of that internal, yeah. um, just that internal voice. And you're right, it, it comes from running in some unique ways. Because we're also getting some endorphins going on and just natural other natural brain chemicals and things that happen with running yeah. so. so what you're saying is i need to get up and run <laughs> 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 that's, what, <laughs> that's the bottom line the, the intervention work thank you <laughs> yeah yes yes follow follow people who you know are just really exactly <laughs> get up do it it does it does you feel better afterwards and yeah. often during as well <laughs> Um, how does someone join Girls on the Run? Um, yeah, so we, um, each season, we have a set month period that we start to work with the schools to set up teams. And so we'll start sending out communications. Our site applications are actually completed online. So we direct sites where to go. Um, they provide the information. They get the approval. They ensure that their their school is eligible. And so just that they have an outdoor site that the girls can be on, an indoor site um, in case of bad weather and just you know an accessible restroom. So they, they make sure that they have those. We then work with the sites to help um, find coaches. Sometimes the sites already know, you know, these three teachers, they all really wanna do it. We have a few moms that are interested, a few dads, whatever it might be, but then we help them um, secure the, the amount of coaches that they need for their site. And the coach applications are also completed online. Um, and so, for instance, um, this season, we're actually also doing a virtual open house that's going to be on December 3rd, actually December 7th. I, let me correct that. Um, and um, this is just another opportunity for some of our new sites that are interested in bringing the program to their school to, to really hear one-on-one, -on -one, to get their questions asked that they need to get asked, um, and to learn uh, about how to bring a successful program to their area. Um, and... Um, so that's really how our sites and our coaches join the team. Um, participants, it's also an online registration process. So for our spring season, it opens up on January 3rd. We do a lottery period. And I think this is a really important part of, of our programming 
it's a 10 day period in which everyone has the same opportunity to get in and log on and, and have an opportunity to, to make it onto a team. Our teams can generally only accept 15 to 20 girls. Some of our teams um, um, you know, might have girls that get onto a waiting list. And so by being able to have a lottery, you're not saying that only the people who are able to get on their computer, if they even have access to a computer, have to do so on nine o'clock on a Monday morning. You know, that's so common with with so many camps now. And some people, you know, they work multiple jobs. They don't have easy access to a computer. And so um, that's why we create this this lottery period. It does. It just increase the equality of giving people a chance to get on and make it onto a team. Um and um and we do have to end the lottery period though at some point so we can start building our teams and so after that it is a first come first serve basis um and registration all the information um about the dates for registration uh and the dates of the seasons they we regularly update our website on a weekly basis so that can all be found on there and so that is our um g-o-t-r-r-i.org um, we also share a lot of information on our social media pages, so our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our LinkedIn page. So that's another great place to for people to go to to really learn more about how to be involved in Girls in the Run. So are excuse me, are you always partnered with a school? No, we're not. I mean, that is the primary way we are. We um typically each season we have between two two to three community sites. These are a little harder just because they do require um um, approval from a parks and rec mm -hmm. location. Um, and then because we do require some covered space and access to a restroom, you also have to find a park that has, you know, it can be a gazebo just somewhere in case it starts pouring rain, the girls mm -hmm. aren't going to stick out in the rain. Um, and then the restroom is obviously just very important for health. Um, and so um, we, it is a area that we're trying to build up. We're also um, in the past have worked some with boys and girls clubs and YMCAs to have teams. Um, those can get just a little bit harder because of um, membership issues, but we're always in communication each season with with those groups and have found some ways to maybe consider um, building programs in those sites as well, where kids are already going. So um, we, but yeah, we are pre predominantly school-based. Now, what is the commitment for, for, um, the, for like the participants and, and coaches? Yeah. Yep. So for the, the participants, so each season is 10 weeks long. Um, our fall season starts in the first week of September and lasts up until the, the right before Thanksgiving. Um, and then our spring season starts the last week of February and goes through um, towards the end of May, right before the, the holiday. And um, each team meets twice a week and that's 90 minutes. So each lesson is 90 minutes long. Um, and then there is that, that end of season 5k that they <clears throat> are all committed to as well. Certainly a girl does not have to run in the 5k if she does not want to, it is not a requirement, but it's certainly, you know, it's such a wonderful way to celebrate everything. Most of them do mm -hmm. get involved with it. Um, and, um, we also encourage the teams to have like a final celebration after that 5k, just a fun time for the girls to share awards and, and reflect and, and, you know, wear their medals at school. Um, so the commitment for coaches is pretty similar. You know, we, we do ask our head coaches are required to be at, at all practices to the best of their abilities. And then we have other coaches who either serve as um, supportive coaches or sub substitute coaches. So help out as needed. Um, so for our coaches, the dedication is that twice a week programming. But we also, because it is a curriculum-based program, it is important that they take time before each lesson to review that day's lesson be really familiar and ready to deliver it. There are sometimes a few materials they need to prepare. So we tend to tell coaches that it's an extra one to two hours of just preparation each week as well. Um, and then for training for our brand new coaches, we do an in-person training before each season. It really prepares them to deliver that curriculum. We provide a lot of practices and we and in the training, we actually practice um, some best practices around behavior management, understanding, um, you know, girls' different contexts and where they're coming from. And then uh, for our returning coaches, we just have a one-hour council-specific training that's geared towards that season. So again, with the coaches, then we also say expect another one to four hours of training at the beginning of the season. Do your coaches need to be able to complete a 5K? 
They do not actually. So that's a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, most of, you know, we have a total range of coaches, some that, um, you know, are competitive runners all the way to, this is my first time putting running shoes on in 20 years. And, um, and the, the coaches, that's one of the reasons we have the running buddies. That is really who can, you know, sometimes our coaches are the girls running buddies, but often the girls will bring in a family member or, or a friend or even another teacher in the school. Um, so we make sure that the coaches, it's not, they're not obligated to, to run it. So, and, and it's always good to have a range of coaches, honestly, because we have a range of girls on every team, each season, every single where they are, we'll have girls that, you know, um, have some experience with running or sports and some that this is the brand new. And so when you have a range of coaches, you're really able to meet those girls at each of their different needs, which is great. So I could be so a- we- Right, I could too. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say both of us, but I didn't want to call you out like uh-huh. that. <laughs> as long as I don't have to complete. Right? <laughs> I could start one. <laughs> I guarantee you, though, let me tell you if you get near that finish line, when you start seeing all those cheering, happy people, hands down, you will sprint across that finish line no matter what. It's all amazing. Right. My, my favorite part <laughs> of a of a 5k or um a cross country is the last kids mm-hmm. it's like you know how hard they have worked and yeah. how like this is like oh. you know <laughs> so important to get over that finish line how hard they they've worked to get there it's great uh you you are right those are my favorite as well yeah <laughs> what types of impact are you noticing um from yeah. the involved so with this i i um if you don't mind, I'd like to really go into some like really specific details about some of the impact that we have. Um, And so, you know, and I just want to start with one of our our fan favorite lessons. It's called Star Power. And in this lesson, um, the girls really learn how to use their uniqueness, that who they are internally to inspire and empower not just themselves, but everyone around them. And so this is just, it, it. we, you will often hear go to girls learn about their star power and then integrate it into all aspects of their life. Um, and it's even used in their, in their 5k, you know, when they're starting to slow down to say, Oh, wait, I have star power. I can do this. So that, that is one way we have an impact in just giving girls key little words and phrases that they can remember that, that, you know, both inspire them to be who they are, but also just give them that little boost in life that we all need. Another fan favorite is um, it's called the breather technique and it's taught in lessons and also carried out through a lot of our lessons. This is a a fan favorite of the girls as well as the coaches because we can all learn to stop, take a breath, think, respond and review a situation. So we say take a breather. Um, And again, just a memorable phrase that that the girls learn. um, And, you know, when they're in situations that are causing stress, like peer pressure or just having an intense emotions. They can remember that, you know, it can be really important if we just stop and take a moment. Um, we also do have some really, um, uh, I I think, powerful lessons that teach girls that empathy for others is really a vital part of life. Um, and at Girls in the Run, they, they do learn that some through some very memorable activities that they do, how to put themselves in other people's shoes, become more, um, you know, um, uh, more accepting of other people, increase their their weekly acts of kindness or even daily acts of kindness, um, and really grow stronger friendships in that way, just through empathy. Um, and Girls in the Run also provides lessons on how to stand up for what's right. Um, we all know uh, that making the right decision um, and the hard decision sometimes are the same thing. And that can be important to learn even at a young age. And it is true that standing up for others can be intimidating, but that being bullied is even scarier. And so Girls in the Run, we really work with the girls. The coaches do a great job bringing it into the activities and then through the times of discussion and synthesizing ways to understand what bullying looks like in its different forms and how they can stand up against it in ways that are powerful for themselves as well as their their friend group. Um, and and um, then there's also a lot of lessons about, you know, healthy habits for life. And these can be, you know, exploring healthy decisions around nutrition, but also around regular physical activity. So choosing physical activity over screen time, 
um, as well as maintaining just balance in our lives and that that's important too. We can't have too much of even physical activity. You know, you have to have balance. And so that's certainly um, taught and has an impact for a lot of our girls and our coaches. And because they're really engaging in all of this learning by doing activities, a lot of discussion with the coaches and with each other, there's a lot of overlap and repetition throughout the season, themes build upon each other. It does really ingrain it. And um, and I think these big ones that I've really touched on, the, the building empathy, showing gratitude, the building of self-confidence, these ones tend to really stick with the girls. And, and as we discussed, you know, at this age, these can be really powerful things to be building up and to have stick with them. And, and it really doesn't inspire the girls to, you know, spread their joy, instill confidence, um, no matter who they are. And, and so, you know, we say that the impact is that if we're inspiring other girls to be courageous and we're inspiring other girls to embrace other people, to enjoy things like teamwork, to recognize how to handle feelings in appropriate ways, we're really not only just inspiring that person, but we're inspiring everyone around them. That's great. That yeah. Great philosophy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What What are some ways that the community can become involved? Yes. So, um, you know, as stated, we we are a nonprofit that really relies on the giving of time, talent, and energy from a community of volunteers. So, our primary call to action is to those who get involved in starting a site. That person's called our site liaison. These are the people that are either the, the point person between us and the community site or us and the school um, and getting the application up and going um, and in helping us you know, know who to be contacting. They're the ones who, who help us promote the program in the school or in their community. Um, and then we certainly need our, our, our coaches to, to, to be involved. Um, so coaches, we, we ask that they be over the age of 18. They can be male or female. Um, and um, then we try to have a sufficient number of coaches for each site because we don't want it. You know, we want our coaches, since they are volunteers, if they have appointments, they have issues, you know, something comes up, they don't feel like they're going to have to cancel a lesson or let a girls down. So we, we try to have um, a lot of coaches that are at each site, but also a few substitute coaches that we can put in at different sites if we're contacted and a site needs help. Our staff, we also love to go and run practice as well. So we do that when we when we are called and can. Um, and um, and like I said earlier, with 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 um, all of our our uh, coaches and our sites, they they apply online, and then once we're established with them, we communicate on on a daily or weekly basis with with all of that group. Um, and then a great way for high school age girls, and a lot of times these girls are actually former, what we call goader girls, girls in the run girls, um, and they become a junior coach. So they, just like our other coaches that are on the team, they're there, we train them. Um, they are, they really, what we like to do is they work with the, the mentor coach on the team. So it's usually the head coach. And the coach, you know, helps them build up um, over time, the ability to feel strong enough that they could actually lead a lesson. So it's building up those, those leadership skills. Our junior coaches also find it to be so rewarding to really be involved as a peer to, to these girls. And I, oh my goodness, our teams that have junior coaches, the girls just, they, they embrace them so much as it's, you know, they love their coaches, but just someone that's more their age is, is just really more exciting. relatable. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. so much fun for them. So um, our junior, um, our junior coach program is a great way to get involved in something that I'm really um, focused on growing over the coming years. Um, and then for our mini um, athletes in Rhode Island, a uh, really fabulous, rewarding way to get involved is through our Soulmates program. This um, is, and you can find information on our website about this. We have a support us uh, page and, and that's where people can go to learn about this. But the Soulmate is really a person who, um, who will train for a physical activity challenge of their choosing or raising critical funds for girls in the run. And so what they do, they register online. They can register for one of the three races that we sponsor throughout the year. So we sponsor the Newport 10K, the Pell Bridge race and the Ocean Road um, um, 10K. And I apologize, it is the Newport 10 miler. Um, and so they can do one of those or they can do another um, challenge of their choice. Maybe it's biking a certain distance or doing you know, a yoga, all day yoga challenge or something like that. It's up to them. But then we help them um, you know, set this up, commit to going the distance. 
And then they create a fundraising page on our website. We provide them the information and the documents. We help let, uh, you know, on our social media, let people know who they are and help them with their fundraising piece of it as well. And then the day of their event, we're there to support them and to, to encourage them as well. Um, I was actually a soulmate last year. And I, so I can attest to this being a very powerful part of our, our programming um, because you know, you, you are well supported by girls in the runs. So the fundraising piece of it really was not, um, that daunting or challenging. Um, but the, but the race part of it was, and to know that, you know, when things were starting to get, you know, physically challenging, I was doing it for a good cause. I knew I was doing it based, you know, because I was being supported by, by people who had donated. So it's a, it's a really neat program. So our, that's our soulmate program is a fun way to get involved. And then finally, we do have a lot of one-on-one -on -one events that require volunteer support. So um, we um, we get involved with the those three races I mentioned. So we're usually at a water table or at a finish line handing out medals. So we're involved and so we do call in for community volunteers for things like that. Um, um, and then we also ask for volunteers for our spring and fall 5Ks. So those people come and just help us make that race um, as successful as it can be. So those are all the ways. And again, if you go on our website, like that would be under, it's pretty easy at the top that you see, you know, here's information about who we are. Here's information about how to get involved. Here's information about you know, our programs and here's information about, um, um, you know, how to start a site or how to be a coach. So it's a great spot to get, get the nuts and bolts of everything. Excellent. Yeah. And can you just give us that website again? Yeah. So um, it's www. And then G O T R R I dot org. Thank you. Awesome. This has been and then definitely follow us too on social media. Same thing at G O T R R I dot org, or just find our Facebook page, which is Girls in the Run, Rhode Island. This has been great. It has been. This has been so great. <laughs> I'm Polly, and you've just listened to Totally Preventable. 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 Totally preventable.